Do you like to read those quirky passages in the Bible that just kind of make you pause and go, huh? Today we're going to talk about one of those passages, Isaiah 1. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that is living active, that it is true. I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us beyond my words, that you would encourage us, make us your people for your glory. This is my prayer through Christ. Amen. Isaiah 1 is one of those quirky little passages. Isaiah is a prophet during a time when the people of Israel are in rebellion against God. Um, They're bad kings that have taken leadership and the people have strayed from God and they're soon going to be under his punishment. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 11, God says to them, the multitudes of your sacrifices, what are they to me, says the Lord? I have enough, more than enough, of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fatted animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come before me, who's, who's asked this of you, this trampling of my courts? Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moon, Sabbaths, convocations, I can't bear your worthless assemblies. Your new moon feasts, your appointed festivals, I hate with all my being. They become a burden to me. I'm weary of bearing them. Okay, God, how are you really feeling at this point, right? When you spread out your hands in prayers, I hide my face from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Now, that is one of those passages that makes you go, what in the world is going on? It's one of those passages that's kind of scary because the very things God has once commanded, he now says, I hate. The very things that God once outlined and said, do this, he now says, don't do this. Why? What's going on? Well, it's because the people of Israel are going through the motions. Yeah, God has told them in the past, bring these sacrifices, celebrate these Sabbaths, celebrate these festivals, offer these acts of worship, pray to me. I mean, how many times have you heard people say, we need to pray? And and the Bible says you need to pray. Something must be desperately wrong for God now to say, stop it. I don't want you to pray. I don't want you to worship. I don't want your Sabbaths. They make me sick, in fact. He says, my very being, all of my being hates. Why? It's because they are practicing forms without substance. They're offering acts of worship without a heart of worship. They're acting religious. They're going through religious ceremonies, but their real obedience The genuineness of their worship is not there. And God is saying, it makes me sick. I would rather you not do it at all because it's just a fraud. It's completely empty. Now, that ought to cause us to... Now, the easy thing is to say, man, I'm glad I'm not like they were. As soon as we do that, we, of course, run into the real possibility that we're just 
blinded, that there's a blind spot we don't see in ourselves. So here's the question that's asked. How does God see your worship and my worship today? When we enter to worship on Sunday morning, for instance, when we stand to sing the songs, when we read the scriptures, when we listen, when we bring our children to the services, what is our goal? What are our motives? Where's our heart? Of course, I've never had a pure motive in my life. I'm, I'm confident, and this is why this passage challenges me so much. I'm sure as long as I'm living a fallen human being in a fallen world, there will always be too much of self in my worship, where I'm not focusing on God, where it's not genuine. For instance, it's really easy when the music is beautiful to sing songs that are beautiful and, to, and, to, and, and emotionally to get caught up in it, but not so much to be caught up in the worship of God as I am caught up in the beauty of the music or the selfish appeal of the poetry in the words. See what I'm saying? People can go to a rock concert and feel overwhelmed. You know, people can go to some concert that has nothing to do about Jesus and just get really emotionally moved. Well, if that's what's happening in our worship services, we're getting emotionally moved and we, and we think it's about God, but it's really just about us. See, then we would fit into this category of God saying, stop bringing meaningless worship. Your worship, your words without your heart for me makes my being sick. Sometimes I'll see people, not every Sunday morning, because I mean, I'm not looking every Sunday morning, but sometimes I have to wonder when people come into services 10 minutes late, 15 minutes late. I wonder, why are they, where is their soul at this point? How prepared are they really to come and to worship God? Or sometimes at the end of a worship service, um, we'll be singing the song of commitment and people will just walk out. And I'm thinking, wait a second. This is a time when we are devoting and saying, God, help us to walk with you. This, I commit myself, I recommit myself to walk with you. And they're like people that walk out with no sense of maybe they're distracting other people from worship. Maybe somebody else is in a moment of life-changing devotion, but they get distracted because somebody decided they needed to leave before the service was over. Sometimes, Isaiah, I'm not saying this to be judgmental toward others, but the words of God to, to the people through Isaiah, to, to the people in that day, are his words for us. The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me? Are you offering expressions of worship without a heart of worship? Are you acting like you are worshiping me? God is saying, but really you're just there for you. 
when you stand up to sing, is the quality of worship about the quality of your heart and you expressing to God your worship because he's Lord of all, the creator of all, the giver of grace and love? Or are you more wrapped up in the entertainment of the music, the quality of the singing and the musicianship? When you go to worship, is it for you or is it for God? That's the bottom line. When we worship on Sunday morning, is your focus you, what you're enjoying, what you're getting out of it, or is your focus God is worthy of worship? One application for this, it makes me really sad that the number of churches that will shut down on Christmas Sunday. Many churches in the last few years, if, there, if there's a Sunday between Christmas and New Year, they'll, they won't worship on that Sunday between Christmas and New Year. And the reasoning is, it's just too much to ask of the staff. It's just good to give everybody a Sunday off. And I think how sad, because all that means that Sunday worship is really about people and not about God. The reason we will worship on Christmas Sunday, the reason we'll worship together on New Year's Day this year is because we don't come to worship for us primarily. We come to worship because God is worthy of worship. And he's called us to set aside a day of the week. The first day of the week was first century and and biblical to come together to offer worship to him. Again, it goes back to Matthew 16, 25. What is our attitude toward coming to Christ? Jesus said, whoever wants to find his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me will find it. When you come to worship, come to lose your life. Come to lose yourself. To whatever degree you're coming and you're focusing on yourself, you repent of that and say, Jesus, there's no room for glory in this time, in this world, except your glory. It is all about you. It's not about me. And the wonderful thing is when we get wrapped up in him and his glory, we'll experience him the way that we're born to. We'll know the truth as it is true. And out of that, he gives us life. Not because we're seeking life, but because we're seeking him. Not because we're seeking fulfillment, but because we're seeking to worship him. Heavenly Father, make us your people. Help us to move from our self-centeredness and even our self-centeredness in worship and our self-centered attitudes toward the church where we feel the church is for us and the worship is for us and it's all about us to being completely wrapped up in you. Because when we stand before you face to face in eternity, we're not going to stand there. Nobody's going to stand there and think, I wonder who's thinking about me. I wonder what's in it for me. We are going to be overwhelmed in that moment by your glory, your greatness. We're going to worship you because you are God and we're going to be overwhelmed by your glory and greatness, your majesty. We're going to be in awe of you. And I pray, Lord, that we will live in that awe this day. And when we come together to worship, we will worship 
you in that awe every day when we worship, when we come to worship you, every Sunday when we come together to worship you as well. Lord, we praise you because you are great and worthy to be praised. It is through Christ that I offer this prayer. Amen. Again, Jesus calls us to share the good news. If, if there was some good news in this today that you think might be helpful to a friend, let me encourage you to share it with a friend and then follow up with a conversation and see what God does. Praying for you.